Day 73 of Social Isolation. The boobly runs low, as does my patient. experience welcome to bonus experience monica yeah are you wiggling your microphone a lot um i'm just incapable of sitting still oh okay uh it sounds sort of like someone's got like a big saw behind you and is like wiggling it like they're trying to make thunder sounds okay here let me (laughs) wow okay so what i think was happening was I was just sort of generally fidgeting. Okay. And it was causing the headset I have around the bottom of my mic stand mm-hmm. to move. Oh, and okay. that surely was rattling the mic arm and that making that thunder it. sound. Because do you hear it anymore? I don't. Okay. And I just also like that whenever I, I hit whenever I hit the table. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's an audio experience for sure. <laughs> I realized I don't have my fidget cube in here, but I do have a tin of thinking putty. So okay. here we go. All right. I'm going to try to... Uh, oh. <sighs> what? Huh? I was just going to say I'm going to try to like lean back and not smack the table and oh, okay. hold my glass of wine with both hands. Oh, okay. Do my best to not... Do that? Yeah, not do that. <laughs> This is a podcast with a deeper look at the play experience and the finer details of running and writing games. We are queer women speaking with authority about games. Yes, we swear. Die Die mad about about it. Very good. Very good. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Um, I'm I'm Monica, Exalted Essence Mechanical Developer. I'm Ray, Exalted Essence Mechanical Developer. (laughs) Wait a second. Right? No. No? I, I mean, designer, sure. Oh, I'm Ray, Exalted Essence Mechanical Designer. Yeah, yeah, you worked on you worked on some mechanical design stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, tonight we're going to talk about killing people. <laughs> uh, I hope we mean killing characters. Yes, <laughs> I definitely, definitely mean characters. <laughs> uh, while killing your players is both illegally illegal. And morally objectionable. Um, we're going to talk about whether or not you should go full George R. R. Martin on your players' characters. Yes, their characters. Their characters. And not them at all. No, no. We already did the episode on shitty players. Mm-hmm. And we didn't advise murdering them then. No, I don't think we talked about killing them. No, not an option. Don't eat them. Don't kill them. Don't Mm-mm. light them on fire. It's, nope, don't there's do. other ways to deal with it. Which is actually the theme of this episode is there's other ways to We're deal s- with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Monica, should you? Uh, this is you. You wrote this so weird. Let's talk about expectations. I'm sorry you had time to fix it. <laughs> I did have time to fix it. Let's talk about how expectations play into whether or not you should kill characters. Okay. I've heard plenty of GMs talk about how this game is lethal, and if characters die, then they die. Which, you know, I suppose is a certainly fine way to approach a game. But, and it's a big but, 
<laughs> you, the big you, old butt. The big old butt. You need to be setting that as an expectation beforehand, which is why session zero is important. So important, y'all. Yeah. Go listen to our session zero episode. Go, go, shoot. Get out of here. Go. Pause the episode. Listen. Come back. Are you back? Thanks. Okay, so. All right, cool. Springing this on your players without setting an expectation beforehand is, uh, what's the word? Shitty. shitty. Yeah, shitty. shitty. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that said, I personally feel like it's okay if it's sort of left as a gray area, as long as people are clear that it's possible their character could die. Um, expect that terrible decisions or luck could kill your character after a warning or two is a perfectly fine expectation to set. Wouldn't you agree? I would agree. Uh, but that's like, that's not basically, that's not any different than what I said, which is basically set up the expectation that this might happen. Right. I'm just yeah. saying it doesn't have to be your character will never die or your character could die at any moment. Oh, you right, right, right. always be like, you might die. Try not to die. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to die or I don't want to kill you. Don't give me a reason to kill you. Right. The game can be try not to die. Yeah. Yeah. The game could be I won't kill you because that's boring, which is right. what we'll get into. We're good. We'll get into that. <laughs> so... Let's talk about how a storyline could affect whether you should or shouldn't kill characters. All right. Okay. So, personally, I always think character death is the most boring consequence for actions. Boring! um, (laughs) In that, I guess I'm a snob? Whatever. I'm good with being a snob. No, man. Fucking killing a character is so boring. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I don't know. Half the fun of running games for me is making plot lines for people. So disrupting this by killing off a character is actively undermining my own fun. Um, But you know, your mileage may vary. Right. Obviously I agree. (laughs) (laughs) There's almost always something more interesting than dying. There's all, there's usually going to be, a much more interesting consequence than your character hits zero hit points and now you have to make a new character. You could take their stuff away. You could change their stuff in major ways. You could introduce new terrible stuff to torment them with. Different systems, different different not Dungeons and Dragons systems will give you a myriad of tools for hitting that fun pain button. Like, <laughs> Hitting that fun pain Fun pain. Button. Like flaw, like not flaws, like uh, troubles in fate. Mm-hmm. The the char- your your players listed out right there. Like this, wouldn't this be the worst thing that could happen to my character if my trouble like blew up to an enormous proportion? Like fate also has like consequences, like as actual fill in the blanks that you could write in for something terrible that happened to their character. <laughs> then there's blades in the dark which gives you like three or four different ways to keep your character from actually taking damage and dying and they range into like crazy shit like your character overindulged in the shit that stupefies them and now they're like lost for a session and you have to play some up jumped npc for a while i totally did that it was great (laughs) Um, (laughs) sometimes though sometimes the story or the genre or the game itself calls for higher chances of killing your PCs as opposed to facing other consequences. Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, if it fits the genre, sure. Because, like, it would be... I suppose this matters a lot for, like, a horror game. Yes. Absolutely yeah. it does. Yeah. I mean, but like, then I'm... again, you only get to die once. 
Right. So you don't want to come into it with this is a lethal game that will kill your character within the first scene if you're not careful, because then what the fuck is that player going to do? Do you have another character for them to play in this horror game? It also takes the mystery out of it if they die right away. It's like, okay, well, now we know exactly what will happen and how it will happen because we just saw it happen to somebody. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into timing and pacing and stuff like that a little bit more, too. Right. We've been talking about PCs. How do we feel about killing NPCs? Specifically, we the GMs, not the player characters killing NPCs. Right. I mean, player characters killing NPCs is sort of what they're here for. That's par for the course. That's That's what they're best at. Right. Well, it depends on the game. But (laughs) that is a topic for another time. Um, So, like, I'd kind of love to have something funny and pithy to say here, but sure, I guess. I mean, just just (laughs) beware. Yeah, just beware of hard feelings if a player has a vendetta against a recurring villain, or perhaps more importantly, a fucked up tropes like killing your gaze or fridging characters. Mm. Just also remember that you're running a game, not writing a novel. Your brilliant story ideas, mm, they kind of don't matter. See, I actually, I, I don't know if this is me differing from you or if I'm just taking a different tack with this, mm-hmm. but f- I think sometimes NPCs exist to die. Um, I'm thinking specifically of games like Monster of the Week, where your NPCs can have the victim archetype where like their whole point and their whole motivation is to be in danger. Mm-hmm. Um, and also an NPC is a good way to illustrate the stakes to your player characters. NPCs make really good canaries in the coal mine. Um, the bad shit that could happen to the players, if it happens to that NPC, then the player knows like, Oh shit, that could have been me. Uh, you do of course have to beware of using NPCs that are effectively part of a player's stuff in this way, like if they've purchased it with merit points, or if this is someone in one of their aspects, like you you really don't want to fuck with them like this. You can't just start killing NPCs left and right that are tied to your players. Yeah, you also got to be really careful not to kill off an NPC someone is attached to and has not purchased with points. Um, right. Because that is a really quick way to violate someone's trust and straight up ruin someone's enjoyment of a game. Ag- uh, again, unless... This is part of the expectation for the game right. or the genre. Right. I like, mean, e- even if you, you know, put anyone ex- could be a target as part of your expectation, it's like, well, I did warn you. Even if you do that, if people are really like, let's say we're playing a horror game and people are really attached to the like plucky mortal investigator who you had intended to just get eaten by the monster in the first scene. And everybody was like, I love this gremlin. They are ours. <laughs> Maybe you yeah. should kill someone else then. Like, no, I mean that, because if you, you can really take people out of the game by killing off their favorite NPC. That's like, just don't true. do that. Just don't do that. Like, their enjoyment is more important than your story. Find a new, per- find a new red shirt to get, to I get would, ganked. I would argue that you should constantly <laughs> dangle that NPC over the shark pit without ever actually dropping them in. Right. Because if they're that invested in that NPC, you absolutely have to fuck with that NPC. Don't yeah, kill them. Don't, like, ruin them. That, but put that, them in danger. Yeah, that character is then uh, a bus ticket, like yes. an instant bus ticket. Fun you also pain. have to be, you also have to be really careful when you dangle them over the shark pit that you don't provoke someone into rabid player behavior. <laughs> have you ever encountered this? Maybe I just have run the rabid player behavior. Yeah, where someone gets really keyed up over something bad happening to their guy or, like, their party member, and then they will do nothing but hyper-focus on trying to get even. Oh. Has that ever happened to you? Like, someone who's not really playing a violent or lethal character or whatever 
like something happens, they get mad because like their their favorite character or whatever got threatened or whatnot, and then all of a sudden they're kill fuck soul shitter and they want nothing to do but to get revenge. Like on you the fucked person. with mine, now yeah. I'll fuck with yours. Yeah. I haven't I've, I've, encountered yeah, I've seen... that actually. What? I haven't encountered that, but I oh, think okay. I may have just been lucky. And it's not even it's not really a disruptive behavior. It's just like and because I've actually seen this from players who are not problem people. Like, I don't know, maybe that was just something they they thought would be interesting to play out. Like, this character was a nice guy, and then you fucked with theirs, and now there will be consequences. This person is often Henry, too. Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, I've seen other You're people do it, but, but this person is often Henry. Henry will agree. <laughs> we'll accept this call. <sighs> On that note, well, I think it's time to take a mid-episode break. <laughs> yeah, I've been working really hard, squishing this putty and drinking vodka. Let's take a break. All right, let's take a break. Mm. BXP in the mid-episode break room are brought to you by the Misdirected Mark Network. Ding! <laughs> hey, become a patron. Check us out at patreon.com slash bonus experience. Um, all sorts of tiers, but our $10 a month patrons get to help us shape our show by weighing in on important decisions. Yeah, the all sorts of tiers range from a dollar up to $10. Just yep. throw in however much you like, and yeah, and we say thank you, and we do great, and it lets we... us buy, like, microphones and shit. Like, I, I have to buy another headset because my youngest has decided that he likes my headset the best after he broke his last one. So oh, we've basically been sharing a headset. Okay. And and then he was like, so um so now with like the bonuses coming in this year, can you buy me a new headset for my gaming? And I was like, Yeah, I can do that. And he was like, Um, how about you buy me exactly the same one that you have? And I was like, Yeah, it's okay, I can do that. Um, <laughs> how about I just keep the one that you have right now and then you buy yourself something new? I was like, All right, sure. We can do that. So <laughs> Thank you, patrons, for yeah. buying my youngest a new headset. <laughs> Contribute to the the buy Ia new headset fund. Uh, he's been really gentle with headsets since he broke the last two. I, okay. I I I like like threatened him like pain of I take your PlayStation away if he breaks this headset because it's the only one I have and it's important for my work. <laughs> and he's been really good about it. He's been very responsible. Yeah, that's good. That's anyway, good. yeah. <laughs> BXP is sponsored by Nerdy Kepi. Go to nerdykepi.com. That's N-E-R-D-Y-K-E-P-P-I-E. Use code BXPCAST at checkout for 10% off your entire order. No limit on how many times you can use this code. You can use BXPCAST as many times as you want to get 10% off of your order. Buy all kinds of cool pride swag. Nerdy Kepi is the coolest fucking site on the internet. And we're just giving you blanket 10% off just for listening to our podcast. Yeah. How great is that? It's very great. And support them. Support, support them, please. Support queer small business owners. Do it. Do it. Also, saying nice things is always free. Leave yeah, us a good review free. on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google. We're now on uh, Spotify. Oh, what? Yeah, I got us on Spotify. Hey, all right, we're on Spotify. Yeah, we're finally on fucking Check Spotify. That out. Yeah, the year wherever you... 2020, finally on Spotify. <laughs> finally on Spotify. Uh, wherever you listen, give us a good review and help us get more listeners. Make the algorithm like us. 
Yeah. That's actually really helpful. Yes. Oh, uh, also, yeah. as always, we have a red bubble store with merch. Yeah. T-shirts, stickers, mugs, notebooks, more. Look for bonus experience. Don't we have a swag site? Yeah, we have a swag site. It's on what's, our website. Yeah, what's the what's the URL, though? It was, like, really simple. It's, like, bxpcast.com slash swag. Swag. <laughs> be, I think it might be BXP swag. BXP swag. I don't remember. Whatever. Go to our website. Yeah. Go to the click. Click on the give us money. You can also we, just. Oh, we have to update that with our new you, products. We really do need. Because that's to also like beyond our merch. We also list the things that we have literally made for gaming companies that you could purchase with money. Yeah. Like published items that have our names on them because yes. we're devs and designers. Correct. In some order. Yes. And we have an affiliate code. So if you just click on the link from the website, you actually give us a tiny little bit of money every yes. time you buy them. Yeah. It's starting to add up. Monica, do you want to know how much we have? Is it $2? $3. (laughs) $3? We have three whole dollars. I'm so (laughs) proud of our three whole dollars. I know. That that means someone bought a whole ass book. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Okay. Cool. Yeah. Thank you, whoever you are. Buy just one book with our affiliate code and we get fucking psyched. (laughs) Buy that book that you've been thinking of. While using our affiliate code, and one day you'll hear me go, Monica jumped up to six dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should you should go buy a print on demand copy of Trinity Continuum or yeah, Scion Second Edition. Yeah, man. Yeah. Buy the Scion Jumpstart, Monica. Buy the Scion Jumpstart. Yeah. Yeah. Give us like twenty cents. Yeah. Please. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. If you if you like bonus experience, Monica thinks you'll also like. She's a super geek. She's a Super Geek is an Emmy-nominated actual play RPG podcast, highlighting women as GMs. Join them every other Tuesday for lots of different RPGs and guests. They've got an any nomination. That's so fucking cool. They do. Senda's Someday awesome. we will, too. When are we going to play with Senda? I don't know when we're going to. We need We've to play with We've known Senda for over a year now. I've known her for longer than that. Why? And we haven't. <laughs> We should. She doesn't Senda. like us. She doesn't like us. Call me. Senda, I know you hate me. I will passive aggressive you. at you, Senda. Senda doesn't hate you. Senda. Margaret, cut that out. Senda. I'm leaving the break room. I'm going to She's a Super Geek. I'm going to throw Lucky Charms marshmallows at Senda's head. Please don't do this. Senda. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. She's left. I guess we better... Okay. Back to the show. (laughs) Okay, I'm back. (laughs) I think I just got Lucky Charms Marshmallow stuck in one of her cats. (laughs) Oh, no. It's okay. They like it. Okay. All right, well. They'll go give themselves a bath and find a little surprise. It's a purple moon. <laughs> purple moon, yellow moon. I purple horseshoes. Yes. Yellow moon. Blue moons. Blue moons. Yeah, because they're rare really? and lucky. Yeah. Oh yeah. Heart stars and rainbows, horseshoes and blue moons. Um something pots of gold and something and red balloons. Uh Okay. <laughs> yep. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> let's talk about how making new characters might affect your decision to kill player characters. So my concern with the attitude about 
how lethal your game should be often ties into how much of a colossal pain in the dick it is to make a new character in the system you're running. Mm. Uh, so if making a new character is quick and easy and isn't exactly punishing someone with homework for whatever mistake or bad role land them in, landed them in the position of having a dead character, then whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I personally wouldn't dream of running a meat grinder style game without a fucking stack of pre-mades for the players to draw from. Uh, I mean, there's ways around this. Like you could temporary temporarily elevate an NPC for the, for the dead player to control until they make a new player character or um, some systems let you play as ghosts or undead. And that might be mm -hmm. kind of fun. Yeah, if you wanted to play like the ghost of your D and D bard or whatever. But yeah, if 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 we're specifically, and I, I feel like a lot of this leans pretty heavy on D and D, because as far as D and D is concerned, the worst thing that can happen to your character is you run out of hit points and then fail all your death saves. I mean, um, this also covers a lot of other pretty traditionally traditional games too. Uh, I mean, like our our Pathfinder is also just basically D and D wearing a different hat. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. is Shadow of the Demon Lord, but it also yeah. covers things like Warhammer Fantasy. Yeah. Um, yeah. The forty k games. Uh, uh, through the breach too also has basically like character death is the end point. What happens when you run out of hit points? You're dead. <laughs> um, so like, though you can be an undead after that though, if you're GM, which is you. rad. Yeah. Um, like I, I if, so, if I like died in a blades game and then my GM was like, you can play your ghost now. I'd fucking I'd be so psyched about that. That'd like, be awesome. <laughs> I mean, tr truly, even in Fates, Fates, Fate, and Blades, your character can still die. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But uh, it's, it's not considered... In, okay, in Blades, you can die. There's actually yeah. like a, oops, you died. In Fates, it's, it's like... It's sort of assumed that it's just on the list of possible consequences, not like, right. uh-oh, you might die, but like, well, you know, something's going to happen to you. You have to decide what that is with your GM. Um... But yeah, I, I mean, but these are also games where it's pretty quick to make your new character. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, true. So if I was playing a meat grinder, say, Scum and Villainy, which would be weird, what would that look like? I don't know. What would that look would that like? Be, would that be like Battlefield Earth? Would that, what would that look like? <laughs> Again, it's pretty quick and simple to make your character in, in systems like Scum and Villainy. It takes like maybe 10 minutes. So it wouldn't be like a huge deal. But then you're also shortchanging a lot of the really cool narrative effects of that game by saying, oops, you died really quickly and easily. Make another character with a whole bunch of narrative abilities that won't necessarily come into play because you're going to die within two scenes. Yeah, I mean, Dungeon Crawl Classics does this too. Um, and so do like the old White Wolf games. Old White Wolf games. Old White Wolf games. I don't. I remember old White Wolf games being difficult and lethal in the sense that terrible consequences could be levied against you pretty unexpectedly, but I don't think I ever died in an old White Wolf game. I mean, the old White Wolf game that I played the most of was Exalted. <laughs> it is particular like it is either super easy or super hard to die in old exalted exalted yeah uh, that's mm, i was thinking of like changeling and werewolf oh yeah I, I was thinking of like changeling and werewolf and hunter and uh the the old the world one. of darkness vampire vampire actually probably pretty hard to die in vampire i don't know you're already dead yeah and they're pretty tough yeah vampires are pretty tough yeah but like there was still s sort of a uh you know death is the final consequence kind of kind of deal there like it is a traditional game problem mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
It is not not just the D and D problem. Fuck! Even if your character died in a in a forged in the dark game, death wouldn't stop you from playing necessarily. You could play out through flashbacks. Right. Yeah. It's it's a traditional game problem. Oh, that's oh my god. Oh my god! I want to play a dead guy in one of those games now. <laughs> I want to play a dead spider. Oh my god. So you've you've upgraded from the spider who's in jail the whole time no, to the spider no, who's dead. No, spider who's, who's been dead, dead and who's planned dead. this all out years in advance. Oh my god! And the whole game's just a flashback. <laughs> yes, the whole game is me playing, paying stress to be like my spider knew this was going to happen this way and planted a cash for you right here. <laughs> <laughs> Months before their death, they did this for you. <laughs> oh fuck! <clears throat> it would be really cool to do a blades game as a framed narrative and tell it in reverse where like the opening scene is like the spider is dead. Like the cutter is in jail or whatever. Uh, Uh, And then like everybody's fates happen. And then you play the game backwards. Oh man. (laughs) See, sometimes death isn't the worst thing that could happen to your character. Yeah. There's always so many more interesting things. So, so this is where I ran out of outline. Okay. Let's talk about how <clears throat> my voice is starting to go. Let's talk about how removing people from play could affect your decision to kill player characters. This is filed under my category of why maybe you shouldn't kill characters. Ah. Um, so I put this on the outline after the is it a pain to make a new character question because they go together. Uh, mm. If it is a pain, then you're removing someone from play for at least the rest of the session. Right. Um, and of course, that depends on how early this happens in, in the session, but a lot of traditional games have combat sequences, uh, the, those instances in which a character is most likely to die, uh, that can take a long-ass time and just leave someone bored and disengaged. Yeah. Uh, and while, you know, they might ultimately find their character death an interesting turn of events, uh, it's pretty likely they'll be bored out of their skull if it knocks them out early. <laughs> uh, and the point of showing up at your friend's house for game night is to play. And I'm pretty much against anything that stops people from playing. Right. And and a lot of people have come up with the, oh, have them play a monster or have them play an NPC. But the thing is that that requires some bit of um, premonition on the GM's part. Like, I think someone's going to die in this session. Because I don't know about y'all, but I don't create GM-facing characters using player character sheets. So I could very well say, oh, shit, your dude died. Okay, I'm going to let you play this mini boss for the rest of the session. I don't have a character sheet for that mini boss. I have a couple of notes on, like, modifiers or dice pools. So, again, that's kind of a pain. Like, I have to really quick gin something up that the player will understand that they can play this character from before they can rejoin the game. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So wait. Wait. Hmm? Are we saying a GM should fudge rules or other things to avoid character death? No imaginary bad faith actor. Oh, you got me. (laughs) Uh, I'm saying that perhaps you should consider that even as an option at all. Um, We'll we'll refer to the lowest common denominator. D&D. D&D. <laughs> uh, uh, what, if, what if what happens instead is that they're unconscious or captured or teleported to another part of the dungeon and they have to think their way out of new puzzles? Um, or um, 
they lose all their gear and have to reappear at the beginning of the thing and catch back up with everyone. Um, ah, that's or a, like that's in um, what's that one? What one? The, the tomb of everybody dies. Uh, um, horrors. Yes. There's a, there's a trap that's literally like it teleports you to one location and it teleports all your gear to another location. <laughs> it's great. It's honestly yeah. really like oh okay like at least you're not dead. <laughs> right. I'm like I'm. I just mean like that's a house rule you can implement at the beginning of any D and D game where you're like zero hit points doesn't mean you're dead. It means I get to fuck with you. <laughs> Like well, zero hit points doesn't mean you're dead, right? You have to reach zero hit points and then fail three death saves. <laughs> As of fourth edition onward, yes, yes, uh, <laughs> yeah. So you could even do away with three death saves if you're going. Well, there's no character death in this game. Uh, yeah, yeah, once yeah. you reach zero hit points, you're you could also have that be just like you're in a bad spot and you can no longer resist narrative consequences. Yeah, um, yeah. or anything to present the player with something interesting, different, and fun than just, your character is dead after your fa- three failed death saves. Uh, hang the sheet up, put the sheet in your folder, hang it on the wall, burn it, whatever it is you do to deal with the catharsis uh, and roll something else up. Yeah. 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 Uh, do your homework. So, as alternatives to just straight up killing your character. Obviously, yeah. there's a lot of other things you can do that are more interesting, mm-hmm. as we've come up with. Um, you could also, if you really are like, no, but I want characters to die. I want death as stakes. I feel like that, you know, lights a fire under their asses. Um, please don't have it happen in the middle of the session. Because you'll catch someone unprepared and they won't be able to play for the rest of the session while they're trying to make their new guy. It's going to be a real pain. How about if they do die in combat, you pull a fucking fire emblem on them. And at the end of the session, you discuss with this player how their character will end up dying between sessions. So that they have time to make a new character on their own time and they can come back to the next session with this cool and dramatic way that their character is actually going to die in a way that they like want as opposed to a kobold got a really lucky hit on you. Uh, and then they show up with like, and here's their long lost twin who also <laughs> happens to be an elven bard. <laughs> and then you fucking roll with it. Yeah. Yeah, it was just gonna... I was going to bring up that um, I've heard some people have a good house rule for like old school D&D games where uh, you don't you don't leave the scene until the end of the fight, even if your character right. is dead. So you get to finish right. playing, basically. And then that's like the, the, the everyone catches up and realizes like, oh, shit, there's there's four arrows in Boromir. I think this fool's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you ever had any cool character death? Honestly, I don't think I've ever died in a game. I don't think I've killed someone in a game. I'm trying to think because I'm so like at like like we've gone Against over this. like <laughs> I don't like I think there's I think it's always more interesting to have a character survive a trauma than have them die. Yeah. Um I think in a one shot that I ran for friends, someone got really unlucky and died. And I was like, "Whoops." And I had to like I said I had to like gin up a like a a, a sheet for one of the villains and say okay this is you now but he, they, you know it was a one shot with friends and they were all in really good spirits and it wasn't like a big bummer for anybody yeah. um 
And it, it had like, it held like zero weight because we all knew that this was just like, I think I randomly created the dungeon. <laughs> like there was absolutely no, there was no emotional involvement. Um, I don't think I've even had an exalted character die. I've never had an exalted. I've had characters PC. become unplayable. <laughs> You're it. You raced unplayable. No way. <laughs> no way. I love making characters unplayable as opposed to dead. When I, and this is another example of things you can do instead of just killing your character. Um, I think my second ever exalted PC was, and this goes back to like my old war stories of like, I had a terrible GM for my first exalted experiences. It's a wonder that I even still like exalted. Um, my twilight cast, I took a flaw, like one of the flaws you could take in second edition was it second edition or first edition? First, definitely first edition. One of the flaws was called dying, mm-hmm. and it was a killer flaw. Literally, you you would lose a point of stamina every other session or something like that. I don't to think the it point was that, that fast. It, it was, you you drained stamina, basically, you, over, you, over you time. You lost stamina, and the more dying you were, the faster you drained it. Right. Um, I thought that was boring, and I asked my... I asked my GM if instead, um, as part of my sorcerer's backstory, she had tried to summon a demon and accidentally summoned it like inside her head and she was losing points of wits instead. And he was cool with that. So I had a character who was like searching for some way to solve this problem (laughs) she'd saddled herself with. And she ended up making a lot of really terrible deals with demons. And she ended up with a, a forbidden book that taught forbidden magics and, like, demon packs and shit. Um, One of those things that, like, if civilized people would kill you on sight if they found you with it. Um, And through this... Through this experience, along this path, she eventually became unplayable because she just became too fucking wrong and evil. (laughs) And she actually, (laughs) at that point, became a villain in the game. Like, I knew that this was coming, so it wasn't, like, out of the blue. I knew at some point, okay, this character's going to be unplayable. This is going to be fun. Let's embrace this. Um, So he... I mean, we knew at what point that was going to happen. And he's like, all right, I'm going to need to take your character sheet now. And it was kind of like this moment of passage. Like, I've done it. (laughs) This is the first time I've made a character unplayable. (laughs) (laughs) I ran this one into the ground. And she, like, haunted the party for the rest of the session. Or for the rest of the story. It was cool. It was fun. Yeah, sounds pretty cool. Yeah, um, I have only ever killed a PC, like, once. And it was an exalted and it was by accident because that could happen. Oh no. <laughs> and it was in so it was in um it was in I, I ran a like Akuma game. I guess that's not a word we should use. Well, it's what they're called. It's not a word we should use, but it they is. They don't what really exist anymore. They don't. Um they were all people who had like made packs with demons. And it was pre infernals pre infernals. And it was a really good game. Um, but this one character, uh, was killed. I don't even remember how. I think it might have been Death by Immaculate Monk. That often, that, <laughs> that like, can happen. That can happen. Uh, Especially and, with wood style. Right. Uh, and, um, it wasn't that she, she didn't get her soul ripped out. So it wasn't that because she was able to come back. Oh. Uh, basically I was, they, the, the, player didn't really want to make a new character 
So, uh, you know, it's it's fine. You You don't have to want to make a new character. Like, that's not a thing you must do. Uh Um, uh so I had, they were, um, they were bound to the Ebon Dragon, who basically just, like, yoinked their soul back. (laughs) It was like, "Mm, no, you don't, you don't, no, you are not dead. Boop. (laughs) So GM Fiat back to life, which I'm sure some, which some diehard Exalted fans will be mad about, but I don't care. Uh, <laughs> Each game exists in its own microcosm. I mean, yeah. you do what you fucking want. Yeah, change it if you want to. Change it um, if you want to. Yeah, and I had, the only time I think I've ever had a PC die that was not in like, a meat grinder or some other, like, stupid intentionally lethal dungeon crawl classics or let's play basic D&D game um, was in Dungeon World. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> All right, I, all right, I, all right. I played like a real beef tanky fighter uh, who was a, a, a person of few words. Uh, and I, we, had, we had like this big final climactic battle and everybody rolled and I failed. <gasps> uh, and oh, no. Henry was like, well, we could, you, we could do this. And I was like, no, actually, like, let my character be found dead on top of the pile of corpses that she took out. All right, that is pretty fucking cool. Right, like... Yeah. <laughs> That's a good example of 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 letting a character... Letting someone take an a- take agency over yeah. this terrible, like, final consequence that, you're, yeah. that your character and could face. The rogue had a weird... Like, I had, at some point, gained a spirit mentor because my fighter needed to learn to, like, fight spirits uh, as part of the plot. Um and, like, multiple different death gods, like, there's a death god for each direction was also part of it, and so, like, uh, her spirit guide showed up to be like, all right, well, you're a spirit now, come on, your training's not done. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the rogue, because, like, death being present was part of it, had also gained the ability to, like, see ghosts and spirits and stuff. Oh, yeah. And so at, uh, she, like, wandered in, as a ghost to her own funeral and the rogue was like and nobody else could see it she was a really good like coda on the end of that that's cool yeah so that was it was a very satisfying character death because i was able to own it right right yeah 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 okay so anyway Death what I'm saying, other satisfying ends. Yeah. So anyway, what I'm saying is start from the ground up and consider what is more interesting than end this plotline, start a new new one, and go from there. Yep. Um. But sure, if fudging rolls works, whatever. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> sure. If you gotta lie to keep them alive, fucking right. That. Yeah. Whatever. I'm like, I will never tell. <laughs> uh, Monica. Yeah. How you doing? I've been better. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like we're all in that boat right now. Yeah, I mean... Um, We've all been better, I think. Today but it's going to be better. Today was a good day. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. yeah. I had a I pretty c- good day, too, honestly. C- I cannot say that for most days this week, but today was a good day. <laughs> yes, yeah. Today was all right. It was my dog's birthday, and I made him dog cookies. Yeah. And I got to video call with my sister and my adorable baby niece who has a very squishy, very heavy head. <laughs> um, and my sister has helped to kind of demystify pregnancy and babies for me. 
Okay. Because I this this is another episode. I have yeah. hangups when it comes to motherhood. It's mm-hmm. a thing. Okay. But my sister is inadvertently helping me by continuing to be her same like glamorous goblin self and talking about how her favorite thing is like sucking the boogers out of her baby's nose. <laughs> I'm just like, oh great, you haven't changed. This hasn't changed you. <laughs> Uh, where can they find our show? They can find our show at bxpcast.com, part of the Misdirected Mark Network. Bing! Uh, where can they email us? They can email us. Uh, hmm. well, I don't know why my brain was just huh. like, where no. Can... That's a it's literally question. in front of me. What a great question. Where can they email us? <laughs> they can email us at bonusexpcast at gmail.com. Excellent. Great. Excellent. I did it. You've done it. it. Thank you. Uh, What about Twitter? Do we have a Twitter? We do, in fact, have a Twitter, and you can follow us at BonusExpCast. Oh, look at that. Um, What about you? Do you have a Twitter? Mm, I do. It's at Sun. (laughs) (laughs) That pause was so good. (laughs) Thanks. It was so good. I do. <laughs> well, not that anybody asked, but I also have a Twitter. It's uh, Ray W. Cole now. Yeah, you've ditched the underscore. I finally ditched that fucking underscore. <laughs> Don't be alarmed. It's a W now. Uh, that's probably it, right? Yeah, I think so. I think we we've got a couple of things in the pipe. We're planning for more live shows. Yeah, and some events too. Like we'd like to do some. Maybe some Jackbox games with y'all or see if we can set up some other like live stream events or, you know, whatever. Yeah, we want to we want to bring some togetherness and happiness in this fucking awful time. Let's all get together and be miserable together and like yeah. kind of spread it around like melting butter on toast. If we spread it around a little bit, it'll thin out and mm-hmm. all of us will feel a little less bad. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. That could happen. It's, I believe it will. I love all of you and I hope... That you are all safe and loved and understood. And um, everybody get out of here. Yeah. Get I'm the gonna... fuck out. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> Change it if you want to. Change it if you want to. Bonus Experience is written and produced by Monica and Ray, and edited by Margaret. Our logo and art are by Nino Studios. Check them out on Instagram and Twitter. Our theme song is Reuse Noise with the Light by CDK, and is used under the Attribution Non-Commercial Creative Commons license. Bonus Experience is a part of the Misdirected Mark Network. This podcast is a permanent charm, reducing the difficulty of all storyteller roles by your essence. We'll see you next time.